I'm Jason Guy. And I'm Sonic Dange here on this Friday. As you step out the door, you may feel a little relief. Yes, a little. A little. When we're talking dropping a couple of degrees in the temperature department. But we'll take it, Jason. Yeah. Oh, Especially yeah. considering the kind of week we've had. <laughs> <laughs> and and Kellyanne, not for nothing, a little less humidity really makes a big difference. Absolutely, yeah. Today is going to be wonderful. Already this morning at 8.01, while it's sunny, it's actually not that hot. We're not seeing 80 degrees anywhere in Central Florida yet compared to last week during this time. It was already 80 degrees in many locations. Right now it's 74 in the Villages, 75 in Ocala, 77 in Orlando, 78 in Sanford, and 76 degrees in Melbourne. When we look at first morning radar, tracking a lot of showers along the nature coast this morning and a couple of thunderstorms working in from Donellan now stretching over towards Ocala and the I-75 locations in Marion County. So an isolated shower is certainly possible this morning for Marion County. Otherwise, the rest of the area is going to be dry and sunny for now. This afternoon, we'll track some showers and thunderstorms on the way. Quick check of the tropics. ADM advisory is out. Not much has really changed with Invest 98 or 99L. We're still continuing to watch the area west of 99L. This now has a 30% chance of formation in the next seven days, and nothing has changed with that area of disturbed weather north of Hispaniola expected to go into the Gulf of Mexico. In fact, we're going to talk much more about that area in your full forecast coming up in a few minutes. All right, Kellyan, thanks. It is 8.02 and getting a traffic check now. We are hearing about some police activity in Polk County. This is just west of Champions Gate on I-4 where it's causing the right lane to be blocked. We are seeing some massive delays in that area as well on the eastbound side between US 27 and the beach line. It's going to take you 28 minutes and we are also watching a slowdown there between John Young Parkway and Colonial. However, things are looking good. Lake Murray Boulevard and Lee Road. Here's a look at your traffic conditions through the downtown metro area where traffic is moving smoothly at this hour. If that changes, we'll let you know. This morning, a lawsuit challenging the state's so-called don't say gay law has been tossed out. It was filed by a group of students, parents and nonprofits against the State Board of Education and several school boards, including Orange County's. Washington's Bob Hazen reports this is the second time this judge has dismissed the lawsuit. She dismissed the lawsuit about 10 months ago, but gave the parents and students a chance to rework the lawsuit and file it again. But now she has dismissed that second attempt as well. Now, those parents and students had sued four school districts, including the Orange County School Board and federal court over the parental rights and education law that bans classroom instruction about sexual preference and gender identity in schools. Now, they claim the law is designed to silence and erase LGBTQ people, and they had to censor themselves from talking about their own families or gay and trans issues out of fear of getting in trouble. In court, though, the Orange County School Board argued that the parents could not show that they'd actually been harmed by the law and that most of the claims were pure speculation about what could happen. The federal judge, Wendy Berger, agreed with the school boards, saying the parents and students did not have legal standing to sue and this week dismissed the case. A similar lawsuit in Tallahassee was also tossed out. The people in that one have appealed to a higher court. No word yet, though, on whether the folks in the Orange County case plan to do the same thing and file an appeal. Reporting in Orlando, Bob Hazen, WESH 2 News. All right, Bob, thank you. A Seminole County Sheriff's deputy is free on bond this morning after allegedly touching a woman inappropriately during a traffic stop. We first told you this story on Sunrise yesterday. Deputy Andrew Bergvest was released just before 5 yesterday from the Seminole County Jail. He was arrested Wednesday night and immediately suspended, then freed on a $40,000 bond. The investigation go from there. 
The sheriff's office started the process to fire him and is encouraging anyone else who has had inappropriate contact with any deputy to come forward. Meanwhile, Ocala police officer Natawai Chin is out of a job and is being charged with aggravated harassment of his ex-girlfriend. He allegedly made constant calls, showed up to her home, even threatened her. Court documents show in one recorded text message, Chin threatens to shoot at the victim. The victim responded, saying they didn't know if they should be laughing or be scared, to which Chin responded, you should be scared. Chin was hired in 2020. The Flagler County Sheriff's Office cold case unit has identified a murder victim found floating in the intracoastal. This was nearly 26 years ago. Officials say there are still a lot of questions surrounding the homicide. But as Washington's Claire Metz reports, investigators say now that they finally have a name, they might be able to get more answers. The male had been bound, shot, and stabbed multiple times. The victim of a brutal murder in September 1997 was 58 years old when his body was found dumped in the intracoastal, northeast of what was then Sea Ray Boats, now Boston Whaler in Flagler Beach. The sheriff's cold case unit has identified him as Robert Bruce McPhail. He went by Bruce. This is a facial likeness of McPhail. The ID is a huge step, but the sheriff says there's much more work to be done. Our cold case unit can work on finding who murdered him and why to bring justice for him and closure to his family. The sheriff's cold case unit, led by Detective Sarah Scalia, sent the remains to a forensic genetic genealogy company who helped with an identification. Officials say McPhail was a Canadian who had moved to South Florida in the mid-90s, a man with a passion for boats. How and why he wound up in Flagler County? Unknown right now. The victim's parents are long gone, but the cold case team did find next of kin. She was surprised. Um to say the least, but she's happy that she has some information about her long-lost relative. The Flagler County SO not only has its own cold case unit, it's part of the Florida Sheriff's Association Advisory Commission on Cold Cases. They happen to be meeting this week in Flagler, timely with the local cold case breakthrough. The sheriff says someone out there has information about the murder of Robert Bruce McPhail. We need that information. We won't give up until the killer or killers are caught. The McPhail cold case is one of 10 unsolved homicides in Flagler County dating back to 1980. Officials are hoping advances in technology can help solve them all. Claire Metz, West 2 News. And officials are asking anyone with information to call or email the sheriff's office directly, or if you want to remain anonymous, call Crime Stoppers of Northeast Florida. In South Florida, a school bus ride in West Palm Beach turned dangerous when a tree landed on it. In fact, a large tree landed on top of the school bus during a powerful thunderstorm Thursday, denting it as it was partially resting on the roof. About 20 kids were actually on board at the time of the incident. Thankfully, police were able to get them all out safely. But storms are really starting to pick up across the nation, especially with hurricane season in full swing. Yeah, this morning, Hurricane Hillary's in the Pacific Ocean. It's threatening parts of California and Arizona. It reached category four status as of this morning. The eye is also expected to approach Mexico's Baja Peninsula this weekend, bringing with it severe weather to the southwest. If Hurricane Hillary does make landfall in the U.S. as a tropical storm, it would mark the first time, Noah says, this has happened in nearly 84 years. 
All right, hurricane season's also ramping up out in the Atlantic, and that is causing some concerns about flooding. A flood warning was issued in North Brevard County just this week. The county sent out public works teams to survey the situation. They added some temporary enhancements like pumps in some areas. No emergency management teams were called out or major roads blocked off. But it is still the stormy, unpredictable time of year, so it is always best to be prepared. Even small debris can prevent the stormwater from entering the system as designed, and that can lead to flooding as well as home damage. Seminole County officials are brainstorming ways to prepare for future hurricanes. As West 2's Marley Martinez tells us, Winter Springs wish list includes a high water rescue vehicle so people don't have to wait for the National Guard to step in. This is just unbelievable. This is what it looked like in Joanne Plum's Winter Springs neighborhood during Hurricane Ian. They have rescue. People are all in behind this truck. Just an hour before she had to be rescued. We couldn't stay in the house. And we have never experienced anything like this before. Rescue teams with Seminole County Fire Department and the National Guard brought families to higher land. Now, Winter Springs is considering, what if they had one of their own high water rescue vehicles? We're, we're stuck here and we can't help our residents. We pride on ourselves providing A-plus service to our residents, to our community, and it was just frustrating that we had to wait for somebody else um, because we care about our community. And, you know, uh, even the high water vehicles that came in here, one of them was drowned. This summer, Winter Springs asked each of their departments to come up with a wish list of top projects they'd consider if state grant money is available. The police department's top five included license plate readers citywide and more body cameras. At the bottom of the list, a surplus high water rescue vehicle. What allowed us to have a faster response to our community while we were waiting for the resources from the county and from the state to come down here, we would have already been in here helping our residents. But Plum says she doesn't like the idea. There was a Seminole County truck out here and there was the National Guard out here. Why does Winter Springs need that truck? Another person who's home flooded agrees with Plum. Because I was a policeman. We always depended on the fire departments. And equipment like that is very expensive, not only to buy them, but to maintain them. Multiple departments are looking at the city's hurricane preparedness. While police list one of these on their wish list, Public Works said stormwater infrastructure upgrades are one of their top priorities. So it's just a, a goal that the police department has to be able to respond immediately and provide service immediately and not have to wait. In Winter Springs, Marley Martinez, West 2 News.